This is The Rounds Table. Welcome back, listeners, to The Rounds Table. I'm Emily Hughes, and at the time of this recording, I'm a PGY3 in the Core Internal Medicine Program at the University of Toronto, and I'm an incoming chief resident for the 2022-2023 year. I'm joined today by Benna Hodzik, and she's a fantastic third-year med student at the University of Toronto. She's interested in internal medicine, and I would absolutely love to have her in my specialty, so I hope that she chooses it. She's leading a study with Dr. Mike Freilich and Dr. Alan Detsky titled Quantifying the Amount of Time Spent on Hospital Onboarding Processes for Core Internal Medicine Trainees at the University of Toronto. And I'm told that for those in the know, it's nicknamed Module Madness. And it's a topic that hits really close to home for me. So I'm thrilled to have her join us today. Hi, Emily. Thanks so much for having me. So, Benna, let's just dive right in. Can you tell me about the background for this study? Why is it important? Yeah, of course. I think the background for this study really comes from the discussions that have been going on on the topic of burnout. And this has been a really big issue that we've talked about a lot today, especially in light of the pandemic and especially in medical staff. So we know that burnout has many negative effects, such as increased risk of depression, reduced job satisfaction, and that this can really translate to impacts on patient care. We also know that non-clinical, non-patient-facing administrative tasks are a major contributor to burnout. Yeah, I mean, I can say that from my personal experience to be true. You know, I wonder, are there any studies that support this and if reducing administrative tasks may even reduce physician burnout? There actually are. And we actually found one study that suggests that even a 10% drop in task load can decrease burnout by up to a third. And this just, to me, really shows the opportunity to prevent burnout from happening. Well, the evidence supports my experience. Always nice to be validated. (laughs) Any sort of frustrating administrative tasks that you can uh, talk to me a little bit about, Benna? Well, I think that brings us right back to the topic of our study. I think if you've ever worked in a hospital, when you think of a frustrating administrative task, you might think of onboarding um, or those mandatory e-modules that all staff and learners have to complete every year. And, you know, I'm sure this already resonates with many people in the know. But for those people who don't know about these mandatory modules that we're asked to complete, Benna, can you tell me about uh, what these modules cover? Yeah, I mean, these are things like fire safety, hand washing, hospital codes, or how to put on an N95 mask. And these are all things that staff are already very familiar with and have already been trained on. For residents at U of T, this also includes things like acquiring scrubs, uh, getting a badge, and acquiring a pager. I guess, and you know, and in a multi-site institution like University of Toronto, these sorts of modules and tasks have to be completed for every site. Yeah, that's just it. I mean, these things take time for anyone, but when you're rotating through up to, you know, six hospitals in a year, this time can really add up. It's an incredibly frustrating and time-consuming process, and it just doesn't feel necessary to have to do it so many times. Well, I think we've set the stage pretty well. What were your objectives for this study? So our goal was really to get a sense of how much time residents were spending on the process. So we really just want to quantify the time burden that onboarding is, is causing. We also want to get a sense of how residents felt about the current onboarding process. You know, did they find it useful? Did they find it redundant? How did they feel it affected their well-being? I mean, overall, the goal was to collect this data and then hopefully use it to improve the onboarding experience. So can you tell me a little bit about the study design and who you surveyed? Yeah, so this study was survey based. So we sent out a 10 question survey with a optional space at the end for comments so that residents could tell us how they felt about the onboarding process. We wanted to keep it you know, short and sweet and not to create more work for residents, but we still wanted this useful data. So the invitation to participate was sent out by email to all internal medicine residents at U of T. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. And what were the outcomes that you actually looked at in the study? 
So the focus is really on quantifying the time spent onboarding and the perceptions of the onboarding process. So we ask questions like, how long do you spend on onboarding? You know, at how many hospitals did you onboard? And we asked everyone to select adjectives that they felt described their feelings toward the onboarding process. We also asked residents to select how much of the content they felt was duplicated between sites and rate how the process affected their well-being. And were there any opportunities to provide additional comments that wasn't included in the original survey questions? Yeah, so we did have that free text box at the end, and many of the respondents actually did provide additional comments in the free space. And with this information, we then used something called sentiment analysis, which is an analysis technique that helps give us an estimate of how positive or negative the tone of these comments were. Okay. And, you know, what did the survey respondents actually look like? Who answered your survey? So we really focused in on internal medicine. So of the 225 internal medicine residents currently at U of T, we were able to get 93 to complete the survey. And these are residents from all years of training. So from uh, postgrad year one through postgrad year three. Okay, great. And, you know, that split between the PGY1s and the PGY3, was it about an even split between the three years? Yeah, it was, it was quite evenly split. Okay. Uh, And how many hospitals did these residents rotate through each year on average? So we found that the majority of residents rotated through four or five hospitals in the preceding year. Okay. Uh, And, you know, now that you have all your survey data uh, and you started analyzing it, what did you actually find? What were your results? So first off, we found that the process did pose quite a significant time burden. So residents estimated that on average, they spent five hours on burden per hospital. And, you know, as we just mentioned, the vast majority rotated to up to four or five hospitals in the year before. So this really added up. And I think when you consider, you know, the five hospitals and the five hours per hospital for each resident, this gives you about 25 hours of onboarding per year per person. Penna, from my experience, this really sounds accurate in terms of uh, the amount of hours spent on onboarding. You know, just as an exercise, I wonder if we were to add all those hours up, how much time cumulatively would be spent onboarding across the three years in the quarantinal medicine program? Well, that's actually something we did look into when extrapolated to all 225 trainees in internal medicine. The cumulative number of hours spent onboarding in a single year was 234 days. So just to put this in perspective, this is the equivalent of two thirds of a year of academic residency training for one person. Two thirds of a year of academic residency training for one person? That's wild, wild. Any other major findings of this study? So the other kind of shocking finding was that 97% of residents reported completing these onboarding tasks during non-working times. So this means things like post-call or while they're on vacation or in their evenings or weekends. And of course, this is very frustrating for people. Like this is time that's supposed to be used for rest and you know, time that really helps prevent burnout. So I think I'm going to know the answer to this already, but how did this affect resident well-being? I think looking through the survey responses and also looking at that sentiment analysis, it's not surprising that um, it really negatively affected resident well-being. We found that the process evoked these highly negative reactions and brought out words of like redundancy, annoyance, frustration, exhaustion, and boredom. Any limitations to your study? So this study did focus on internal medicine residents specifically at the University of Toronto. So, of course, it's not entirely clear how the data would apply to other specialties or at other schools. But I think it's pretty easy to imagine that any school with a similar multi-center setup would experience similar challenges. And we really hope that our work uh, will spark a discussion at these other institutions. Yeah, it's very important work, Bennett. Um, you know, and, and what are the take home points 
I think that what this survey really highlights is how the onboarding process is an overlooked component of a trainee's experience. It's associated with a significant time burden and overall negative impact on well-being. And it's a highly redundant process. And this is just a prime example of cost without benefit. I think you've just nailed the summary statement. So, you know, now that we've identified the problems and you've really done the groundwork to do that, I'm curious, you and your research team, have you identified any uh, potential solutions? And specifically, I'm wondering about any low effort, low hanging fruit, can I say, of uh, solutions that might be able to be implemented? Yeah, of course. And I think the place to start is with the easy fixes. And we did provide some suggestions as part of our study, and we tried to keep them as low effort as possible to increase the chance that they're actually implemented. Can you tell me about some of your ideas? Yeah, so currently residents are issued a hospital badge for a one-year time period. And this means that every year they have to get a new badge. So one of the very easy suggestions would be to allow a hospital ID badge to be active for three years. So this would cover their three years of their core internal medicine training. That makes sense. Um, any other thoughts of low-hanging fruit or uh, easy changes to make? Mm-hmm. So hospitals also only allow one-year access for computers and electronic medical records. So again, expanding this access to cover a resident for the three years of their training would be another really easy fix. So another simple suggestion would be to allow for a single set of onboarding e-modules. So that's the content on hand-washing, masking, hospital codes, etc. And allow this to be completed once yearly at a single hospital then the certification that this was completed could be uploaded to um, some central website. And ideally, the certification would then be accepted at all the hospitals where the trainees complete their rotations. Finally, going back to the idea that many of the residents are completing onboarding on their time off, providing a protected time, even just a half day in July prior to starting training or a half day in January would be one really simple way to give this time back to the residents. I think those are some really uh, good starting ideas, Bennett, for uh, ways that we can make some changes based on uh, the results that you've found. And you know, now that we've gone through some of those suggestions that are maybe lower effort suggestions, any other kind of bigger changes that you've thought about that maybe would be ideally could be implemented going forward? Yeah, of course. And, you know, going back to the badges too. So at each hospital, trainees have to get their own unique ID badge. So ideally, it would be really great if there could be a single badge that's recognized and accepted by all teaching hospitals in Toronto so that trainees didn't have to do this every time they change rotations. It would also be great to centralize the onboarding process completely. So each hospital right now has their own onboarding process and there's no communication between sites about what trainees have done at the other sites. So it would be great to have, you know, a single set of e-modules, a single onboarding process, similar to what's available to staff physicians who work in multiple hospitals in Toronto. Another potentially more challenging to implement suggestion, but I think one that would really help residents a lot. Right now, every hospital in Toronto has a different and unique electronic medical record system. And having a single system across all hospitals would really eliminate the need for this retraining and recertification every time a new rotation is started. Each individual hospital also issues a unique pager. And I think that in the future going forward, it would be great to remove the need for pagers entirely. And instead, residents can be paged to their cell phone. This is already something that's implemented with staff positions, and I think it would save a lot of time and energy. 
Ben, I think that these are some really, really great ideas. Um, and I hope that talking about this and by publishing your paper, um, it's going to spark discussion in this area. And, you know, I know that discussions are already ongoing through committees about the onboarding process, but I think that uh, maybe what your study really highlights is the trainee experience, and it captures a good view across broadly the three years of the internal medicine program. So the existing committees that I al already know work very hard on onboarding processes, I hope that perhaps we'll uh, be able to use some of the insights from your study to make some changes going forward. You know, any other next steps that we haven't talked about uh, that you can think for your study? Well, I think most broadly, the first thing is just recognizing that this is an issue. I think it's really easy to see how, you know, each component of the onboarding process individually is just a minor inconvenience. But we can really see here through this study how these minor inconveniences add up in a really significant way. So our hope, as you were saying, is really that hospital administration takes notice and is able to implement some of the easy fixes and work towards improving the training experience. Well, and like that study that you cited earlier, that reducing administrative tasks by just 10% can significantly decrease the risk of a physician's chance for burnout. Uh, I think we have to do everything that we can. So Bennett, this is such an important issue to understand. And I really think that by doing the groundwork with this study to better understand the onboarding process at a multi-site institution, you've been able to shed some light on areas for improvement and have been able to outline uh, the current issues as they stand. So I hope that I'll be doing a lot fewer redundant modules in the future. And thanks again for taking the time to join us on the show today. Thank you so much for having me, Emily. The Rounds Table is hosted online at healthydebate.ca. Follow us on Twitter at Rounds Table. Thanks to our audio editors, Emilio Garcia Flores and Arjun Sharma. Also thanks to Amol Verma, founder of The Rounds Table, and Kieran Quinn, the previous director. We'd also like to give a big thanks to Seema Marwaha, editor-in-chief at Healthy Debate, for all the support. <laughs>